This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-NBA alumni. Here's Shannon Weber from Alt-NBA 5. So Shannon, you, you've worked in the sexual and reproductive health space for quite a while. How, how long have you worked in, in sexual and reproductive health? So I've been doing this current phase of my work for about 13 years. How did you begin that journey? Was it something that you've always wanted to do or is it something that you studied? Yeah, I'm a social worker by training. And when I finished graduate school, the first job I had is I started a domestic violence program in a court system in rural Louisiana. And so not only was this my first social work experience where I got exposed to you know, how the social work world works and all the inequities that are in the world. But it was also my first taste of starting something. And I really like starting things, it turns out. And so I, from that job, I went and started another domestic violence program for Harry Connick Sr., who was the district attorney of New Orleans. And when I moved to Houston, I was working on this crisis hotline. So there was these themes of starting things up and then also this intersection of helping people in crisis and in moments of opportunity. And when I moved to San Francisco, I was looking for a job and I saw this new job to start a national perinatal HIV hotline, helping clinicians around the country with questions about HIV during pregnancy. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. I'll go, I like starting things. I'll start that. But then I'm going to go back out and do real work in the community after I get that started up because I thought this academic institution would be too corporate for me. Um, And as it turns out, perinatal HIV was this fabulous intersection of all these things that mattered to me um, and this opportunity to create change in this niche topic to work with both providers and also with patients. And so from there, then I have branched out from that and been working on many other HIV and sexual and reproductive health related topics. Wow. That's, that's amazing and truly worthwhile work. It's, it really is cutting edge. Yeah, it's, a, it's fun and I feel lucky to do it. So you're a social worker by trade. You'd started all of these programs. It seemed like you traveled all across the country doing these these amazing things. When did Alt-MBA come into the picture? Oh, that's a good question. You know, for several years, I had thought as my kids, I have three kids, and as they became kind of tweens and I got out of what I thought would be so much focus on raising them, I thought, I want to go to school and get an MBA because I want to do better at my job. And I thought that getting an MBA was the answer to me, understanding how to do budgets and interact with, you know, the kind of corporate aspect or the financial aspect of running nonprofit or social good work. I wanted to understand how I could be a better manager. Um, And so that was how I thought I would get there. And every time I would look into these executive MBA programs, they, one, didn't really fit the schedule of someone who has three kids and a full-time job. And then two, even if I could figure out that constraint, they didn't look that interesting to me. I would see kind of the profiles of people and I would think, well, that's not really what I want to do on the other side of this. That's that, that's not the, necessarily the impact that I wanted to make. And so uh, I had followed Seth's blog for a while. So one of the days when the Alt-MBA landed in my inbox, I looked at it and it was probably for three or four and it somehow didn't fit my schedule. And I'm sure I also thought there's no way I'll get in because it's for other people. It's not for me. And then it landed in my box and it happened to fit on my calendar. And so I applied. And so that's how I landed in Alt-MBA Landia. Yeah. And how would you say Alt-MBA helped you 
change or level up? I think it helped me change in every single aspect of my life. And the best or the most interesting thing to me is that it helped me change in ways that I had never imagined. So somehow I had imagined my need was that I could be better on Excel and that would help me understand, you know, how to deal with the backend finances of things. And while it's true, I actually did learn a lot about how to use Slack and Zoom and, you know, all of that. So I definitely learned something there. That was not what I really learned. I learned about sunk costs and I learned about, you know, I'm an activist in heart. And um, sometimes I can be very single focused in that way. And I had to learn to say, how am I going to go see the world through really through someone else's eyes that I, I really can't stand what they believe? You know, like I can be super empathetic for the people that we serve in our programs, but what about somebody that I'm, you know, trying to change a policy? So that was super powerful for me. And also the skills about um, kind of being able to step back and ask good, better questions. Um, and also the value of collaborating with people who are wildly different. So I'd be in the learning group and I'd show up to the learning group and be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a crazy week because I feel like I'm the only you know, person doing social good work. Well, not that other people aren't doing social good, but anyway, it's nonprofit work and I'm out of my league and no one's going to like my contribution and I have nothing to say and how am I going to comment? And then just thinking, okay, I have nothing to lose. Like, I don't know these people. And so I'm just going to go for it. And then realizing, oh, I had a contribution to make to them. And then they had so much to contribute to me. These worldviews and perspectives and experiences so outside my box. And so that, you know, from that, I made a commitment to like every quarter, every six months, like add a new like wild card to my mix of people that I interact with and get ideas from because mixing up uh, where you're getting feedback from and who you're brainstorming with completely changes the impact of where you're going or where your work is going. And who is. I guess, who is your latest wild card? Or... Who's my latest wild card? That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think who the latest is. Um, I don't know if I have a good answer to that question. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Maybe you need to be my wild card. <laughs> Maybe we're going to turn this around. I'm going to ask you some questions if you're my wild card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and your your daughter did... MBA, which is, oh that my blows my God. mind. How did, how did I might cry talking about it? I, that, I love that kid so much. So she was a junior in high school when I did alt MBA and then she went to college and I, uh, well, we were very, we were very close. We're super close. And being an alt MBA, I guess another thing that it changed is it radically shifted so many relationships for me too. Um, in my personal life to just think through like with this thinking of how I interact and what do I give and what do I receive? And um, I would try and share these with her because we're so close. Oh, you have to read this book. Like I wanted her reading all the books. I want her adopting this language with me because then I'd only feel closer to her. And she is an industrial design major, really into design thinking. And I kept telling her this Alt MBA, you know, it's for you. And she couldn't fit in her schedule one time. And then she did fit it in her schedule. And I am telling you that it has been mind blowing this I mean, what a treat for me to be witness her journey. She'd send me these great little texts like, I have a raven crush, you know, I'm raven flirting. I'm like, oh girl, <laughs> I get you. Just fall in love as many times as you can. And, you know, so this experience of her world expanding and 
uh, being able to talk with her about the books. And then, I mean, oh my gosh, when she now calls me out on my own sunk costs, or she goes, oh, you could do that, mom, or you could play an infinite game. It's your choice. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and earlier you said you were a fan of Seth. You've been reading his blog. You you were actually in his blog. There was a blog post that that he he featured you, or, or you were the subject of 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 um, the post. How how did that happen? I was having lunch at Europe of Buena Gardens in downtown San Francisco with a friend. You know, in the taking my lunch in the middle of the workday, and. I'm telling her about, I just finished this program called Alt MBA. And you know, in that gush of craziness and the other person sitting across the table, they don't really know what you're talking about, but I'm just going on and on about how great it was. And then Seth Godin walks by the table and I say to her, I think she's already thinking about me. Okay. I don't know all these things you're saying. You seem a little manic about it. I'm happy for you, Shannon. And then I say, the guy who started the program I just told you about just walked by. So so you're, you're sitting you're sitting there and he just, wa- he literally just walks by yeah, your table. Which I was also like, is that Seth Godin? Like, maybe I don't really know, but I mean, come on. Seth Godin looks like Seth Godin. I don't think he, I mean, maybe he has a stunt double. He might have a stunt double, but probably not. So I say, I, I, my heart starts beating and um, I say, oh my gosh, I really want to thank him for this program, you know, because it changed my life as my friend is like, yes, that's all you've said for the entire lunch, you know, basically get up put your big girl panties on and go say hi to that man. So I walk over. I think he's like looking out over Yerba Buena Gardens and I say, hi, Seth. I just finished Alton BA. Thank you. I don't have my coin check. We were laughing about the coin check. And he asked me a question, which I wish I could remember what the question was because I, it was something like, well, what's the like special thing you do in the world? Like he didn't ask me what my work was. And so I was like, oh, he did not ask me what my work was. What is the special thing I do in the world? I said, well, I cake people. And he says, you cake them? And then I'm thinking, oh, no, I, I, I'm not even speaking correctly. Seth Godin can't understand me. I said, no, I, 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 make, I make superhero capes and I give them to people. And in this moment, I am thinking, this is the weirdest thing you could have shared about yourself. Like, Weird, weird. Why, why is this coming out of your mouth? <laughs> and so then I explained to him, I said, you know, I do HIV and sexual and reproductive health work and there's a lot of unsung heroes. And so I decided to make an award, which I could bestow upon people and I cape them. And he just goes, okay, that's great. And then I said, oh, hey, I noticed in the Slack, people post pictures when they, they have a collision. Because I'm so proud of myself that I figured out that Slack and that collision channel. And now I'm <laughs> going to, I want to be in that collision channel. And so I was like, can we take a picture? And he says, yes. So we take a little selfie. And then he says, will you send that to me? And I said, uh, sure, I will. And, you know, he tells me his email address. Okay. So, you know, I think my heart is beating for like 36 hours. And I'm telling everyone I know who has no idea about Alt MBA, I, I met Seth Godin. Look at my selfie. Look at my selfie. I'm showing everyone <laughs> in my world who's like, okay, we're really happy for you. <laughs> and so, you know, the next day I send him the picture. And then I think, you know, just to show that I'm like, not so weird about the capes, I'm going to send because I have a blog with my love notes and there's a superhero hall of gratitude. And, I, you know, so I send him the link. And he just, you know, emails back, like, thanks so much. It was nice to meet you. And when I woke up, maybe two days later, 
there was like all kinds of notifications on my phone from all kinds of people. And it took me a while to figure out what had happened. That, yes, he had written about the capes on the blog, which is still the most incredibly flattering thing. And to bring it full circle, I eventually caped Seth. Oh. <laughs> which also terrified me. But then I was like, that's what the cape's for, is for people who take risks and do wild things. Wow, what an amazing story. Um, <laughs> that just is like such serendipity that you're talking about it and, and then he just walked by like nonchalantly like i'm here to get a sandwich yeah <laughs> oh wow um so you you keep people but you also you also send these love notes i've received uh i've received one um how did that how did that project start you know that started as um love notes i would write to my kids um, when I would travel for work or if I had to miss an event at their school and I'd write them a note and give them a little trinket that they could keep in their pocket, a reminder of what cannot be seen, but can only be felt because they were so young and if they had something to hold on to. And then one day they said that they needed a piece of me, even when I was here, which felt overwhelming at the moment. I said, Oh, you need more. So I made this love note system. It said, I love you at the top and I love you too on the pull tabs and put it on the fridge. And then people, friends started seeing that and they'd say, oh, we want a copy. And we started hanging these around town. And then someone said, you should start a website. And so about eight years ago, I started the website where people could download the flyer. I also started painting love notes and hanging them on fences for people to find. Um, And then creating these love note installations for communities or events or in spaces where the public can interact and people can write anonymously or they can sign these notes. And I think these are huge opportunities that we can witness each other's experience, even in our world that's so hyper-connected, people can still feel so lonely or have these parts of themselves that haven't brought forward and witnessed. And so these public web note installations are so powerful in that way. It really is uh, these little small acts that Mm -hmm. that make a difference. I agree with you. So what's next for you or, or what are you working on now? Well, I'm working on, um, we're starting a new clinic. Uh, I work at the county hospitals and run a clinic for women who are living with HIV who are pregnant. And we're actually have a huge problem in San Francisco with homelessness, as is other large cities, but it's just really terrible in San Francisco right now. And there's a large number of pregnant women who are homeless and are not well served by our current healthcare system. And we're started this new clinic. And it's actually not a clinic. It's not a four walls clinic. It's a roving team that will meet her wherever she comes, if she's in jail, if she comes to triage. And so it's just work I feel super passionate about that we're trying to create a new way of serving women who are otherwise not served and have really poor outcomes. Um, And it's hard work and I'm getting to do it with amazing people. So that I'm working on that's new. I'm also about to publish a book called Show Up Hard, a roadmap for helpers in crisis, which is learnings from really back in my days of running the crisis hotline of Houston, but these tips and tools that have been refined over the years from what you and I were talking about in the beginning, this real fascination I have with wanting to be of service for people in small moments and how teaching what those principles are so that we can do it in a way that's sustainable because there's so much important change that we need to make in the world right now. 
And I want to share this with people so we can really be there for the long haul so that we can see the success of this change we're trying to make. I can't wait to read it. To close, I have one final question. It's it's actually a fill in the blank. Um, One of the goals of the show is to help alumni connect. How would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. Okay, reach out if you want to talk about how you can do a love note installation in your community or at an event. I love helping people figure out how to take the love notes and make them their own. Reach out to me if you want to talk about how you make a ruckus online in the social justice space. Like, How is it that we can take this data that we have and what we know and leverage it to create change around race, gender, and class? And uh, also reach out to me if you're passionate about creating change in healthcare settings. That super interests me about how we're bringing compassion to work and building resilient teams to do the in-person care of people. Well, thank you for all that work. Um, it's it's world-changing, Shannon, really is. Yes, I feel excited to be a part of it and lucky. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Shannon.